sometimes in the heat of the moment, we say things we don't mean, especially if, if you're a verbal processor like myself, where you haven't really thought, you haven't been able to formulate your emotions. And so sometimes when you're talking to someone, you're saying things that you're just thinking out loud. And then afterwards, you're, you come to this realization of thinking, I didn't actually mean that. I don't yeah. actually think that's true. So establishing this, uh, just this in a relationship that I can come back, I can revisit something I said, and I can say, hey, I really didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Let's let's come up with a new plan. Or let me tell you what, what I really mean now that I've had time to think about it. It's a whole tone of a relationship. And it seems to me the tone would be forgiveness. Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters. My name is Scott Limkeman, and I am joined today by Nicholas Raymeyer, dethroned as show host, Craig Thompson, and Jen Thompson. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. I didn't know I had a throne. You did. I did. Now I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure he was dethroned. It was his idea. That he he dethroned himself. Embarrassing. <laughs> like Christ. I think he was trying to share his platform, Scott. Ooh. How Christ-like. Oh, wow. That's really wonderful of you. Dethroned. <laughs> dethroned. <laughs> So today we are going to be talking about situations in relationships where you may have told somebody something or you may have made a commitment, perhaps an ultimatum, um, or said, you know, if things keep going like this, then this is what I'm going to do or this is what's going to happen. But then life happens, things happen, things change, context change, more information comes up and you're thinking about how you might now go forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you stick with what you said? Do you just go back on it and then what you say doesn't mean anything? Is there a third way? Oh. Craig, why don't you uh why don't you cue us in? How might we navigate such a situation? Wow. Is there that was like uh you just teed it right up. Wow, you'd never say that to me when I introduce things. <laughs> Dethroned. <laughs> so wow. so that's a really good question, and it's a it's a very real scenario because if you're like me, oftentimes if you say something, it is in a moment where you might not be thinking totally clearly. And so if you were to say, all right, well, if that happens again, then this is going to be the consequence. And then inevitably, whatever it was, happens again. And now you feel a little bit trapped to think, okay, well, I said that the consequence would be fill in the blank. So I either now have to, I I have to now follow through on that consequence or I have to just not follow through on the consequence, but not really talk about it with that person. And then they're not going to trust me in the future. And so you can kind of feel trapped by your own words. And today, the third way, the third path is to go back and have another conversation with that person and revisit what you said. So that can look uh, like just going back to that person and saying, okay, I know that I said that this would be the outcome if, if you know, this situation happened again, but I've thought about it and I want to have a conversation about it. I want to get your input and I want to come up with another solution that we agree to and that I think will lead to better outcomes. I think this is an especially helpful tool as you're figuring out how to be a person who uh, is restoring relationships. I know for me, this 
this idea it just requires a lot of forgiveness mm-hmm. for even for yourself to be like, oh, I messed up. Mm-hmm. And so establishing a tone that if I mess up, I'm able to come back and say to you, hey, I didn't actually mean that. Because I think it applies not just to when you give someone a an ultimatum or a consequence, but I think sometimes in the heat of the moment, we say things we don't mean. Especially if, if you're a verbal processor like myself, where you haven't really thought, you haven't been able to formulate your emotions. And so sometimes when you're talking to someone, you're saying things that you're just thinking out loud. And then afterwards, you're, you come to this realization of thinking, I didn't actually mean that. I don't yeah. actually think that's true. So establishing this, uh, just this in a relationship that I can come back, I can revisit something I said, and I can say, hey, I really didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Let's let's come up with a new plan, or let me tell you what, what I really mean now that I've had time to think about it. It's a whole tone of a relationship, and it seems to me the tone would be forgiveness. Yeah, I think that's good, and I mean it the way that this, it seems like this works, you guys can, let me know if I'm on the right track here, is that... We will. It, thank you. <laughs> um, for this to work and not just be falling into one ditch or the other of, you know, just kind of madly going forward when you should change or just letting things go, um, is your willingness to kind of humble yourself in that moment and yeah. say, like, either either I kind of was angry and I screwed up because... I was rash mm-hmm. or or because you're willing to acknowledge I'm not perfect and I don't know everything. I, I try to know as much as I can when I make commitments to things, but I don't know everything. And sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I, I don't get it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be hard because you have to be humble um, and you have to admit fault for that kind of shift to happen often. Right. But what a beautiful tone that sets for the relationship because when you're willing to do that, it enables the other person to be able to do that too. It's you're forging, you're leading ahead in the area of saying, oh, I don't always get this right and I can admit that. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can both admit that. Uh, just for the record, I think we're going in the right direction. <laughs> You've asked us to report yeah, back on that. I'd second oh, that. Okay. I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. <laughs> no, so... So I think that the the thing that we're ultimately trying to do is be thoughtful people and to communicate that we're for the other person, we're for the relationship. And I think that there are there are a lot of times where what we say becomes this thing that we have to be true to. I have to be true to what I said. Hmm. But more than being true to what I said, my hope would be that I could be true to the relationship and the person that I'm interacting with. Whoa, game changer. And so so I would rather, if new information comes to light or if, if through thought and prayer I have a different feeling than what I said, I would way rather be in a relationship with somebody who comes back and says, you know what, I've thought more about this and I actually don't think the plan that we came up with is the best one. And I think that what's going to be best for you and for us is to actually go in a different direction. That's the kind of person I want to be in a relationship with. Not somebody who says, well, I said it. And so, so that's, that's the way that it has to be. And not the person who says things in the heat of a moment and then doesn't follow through 
but doesn't talk to me about why they're not following through. And I think that those are the two ditches that you were talking about, Scott, on either side. Yeah, yeah it's it allows for flexibility. And I think the nature of relationships are is that they're flexible in nature and they're not so often like black and white or like yeah. extremely this tungsten carbide metal, super hard, you know, like yeah. they flex and they move and they flow. Yeah. Yeah. Tungsten. Tungsten carbide metal, super <laughs> hard. I don't know. Whoa. Is that real? Did you just make that up? I always bring these science facts in, and then I can't back I them can't up. can't back them up. I don't know. I feel like we need to try to incorporate the word tungsten into every episode in some way. Tungsten. Tungsten carbide metal. Yeah. But no, that is that is true. And and I th- I think that the binary choice, we we just need to be aware and reject that binary choice sometimes. And the I think that the choice that we oftentimes are are told that we have not by somebody telling us but just by the the culture that we're in is that well if you don't follow through then you can't be trusted and so you have to follow through every time if you say it you have to do it and that that binary choice maybe if you're somebody who completely thinks through every possible scenario and makes a statement every time that is that is not faulty great you can be that person who who follows through on what they say every single time i'm not that person and so so going back to that conversation and saying let's revisit this because i have new thoughts or i have i have a different idea and and communicating to that person that it's in your best interest it's in our best interest that we revisit this that is communicating that I'm for you. I want what's best. And I just think about, you know, certain examples. We'll, we'll talk to parents sometimes who say, you know, well, I told my, my son, if he doesn't have a job by the end of this month that he has to move out. Or if he is, if he does, you know, this behavior one more time that, that that's it. Like it's, they're cut off. And, and so now you're in a position where, okay, well they did it. And I told, I said this. And so now I either have to follow through with it or my word doesn't mean anything. And that's where we're really trying to present a third option of going back to that conversation and continuing it and then coming up with what you think is truly the best thing that's going to lead to the best outcome. Can you follow through on that example of like, um, I told my son to get a job by the end of, April mm-hmm. or he has to get out of the house. Like let's, let's talk about the third way in that situation. It comes to April 29th. Yeah. So, I mean, perfect world scenario is that after that conversation is had that, that there is actually a follow-up conversation shortly thereafter. It's, it's really kind of presenting the third way after the, the triggering action has taken place, you know, it's the end of April and there's no job. Well, let's talk about a third way. Mm-hmm. That's not as strong of a, of a way to do that. Because no. then, because then it, then you may be forcing consequences. You didn't want to happen. And then also your word m- means nothing at the same time. Yeah. 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 You're kind of, you're kind of in the situation of having the worst mm-hmm. of all options because you don't want to follow through on the consequence, but the triggering action has already taken place. 
you know, for right. that consequence. So this third way is happening, hopefully, before the consequence. Yeah. The day of arrival for the consequence. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just for the hypothetical. So, all right, it's April 10th. So if you don't have a job by the end of April, you have to move out. Well, maybe two, three, four days later, you think, I'm not sure that that's the best scenario. So let's have a conversation again today, tomorrow, you know, and to say, I want to revisit that because that doesn't feel like it's going to work out for anybody's best interest. And so let's, let's come up with a new plan and we'll find a new path forward. But the, I think playing it out in, in the, in this scenario would be to say this new plan has a lot of detail to it. So the, the new plan is if you don't have a job by the end of April, then this is what we're going to do. You know, you're going to have to pack up and this is where we're going to go. You know, I'm going to drop you off at this place, you know, this location that there is this, but there is a plan in place so that it's not shoot. It's April 30th. Oh, you know what? I don't really even have, I don't, I don't have a plan in place for how I'm going to enforce this. And now the date is upon us and okay, fine. It's just stay. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And so, so, but there's, there is a plan with also an illuminated path to restoration. So as soon as you get a job, you can move back in, you know, or whatever it is that there's, that there are these, um, there are these, these details within the plan of how to get back into good standing. So if you don't have a job by the end of April, you have to move out. But once you get a job, then we can talk about you moving back in and how rent is going to look and what the expectations are and things like that. Yeah, that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's helpful. We also, I feel like the Rockside Ranch program um, challenge structure has this built into it a little bit in terms of like a third way, right? Like we don't just bring the Rockside students here and they're like, okay, change in eight months. Um, and if you don't, sorry. Yeah. You know, like we have a challenge structure incorporated into the program here that kind of gives them the path forward and the steps that they need to take in order to get the change that they are hoping for. Yeah. Right. It makes me think of something that I just read about this morning that I really loved. So this is, you know, a new idea, novel idea to me. But this, I was reading this thing about having, instead of having timeouts, having time-ins. Because it, it relates, like, sometimes I think when we want someone to do something, we think they should be able to do it on their own. And sometimes we need, like, they need help. And so instead of saying, go figure this out on your own, have a timeout go figure it out. And whether this is for a toddler or a grown up, I think the same concept applies. You're not getting this right. Get out and figure it out by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we can talk. And this idea of a time in would be saying, we're going to carve out a space where I'm not going to send you away to figure that out on your own. I'm going to invite you closer to me. We're going to connect and we're going to have a time in that will take the place of that time out so that we can connect and I can help you through figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because the chances of a four-year-old figuring out <laughs> what they need to do is probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, Always. And even just to say that I'm with you in this, 
and this isn't yours to to figure out on your own, which is that's what you're saying, Jen, is to say that that I'm going to come alongside you. So maybe for that hypothetical example of the you have to get a job, maybe it's not you have to get a job. Maybe it's you have to have applied for five jobs every week between now and the end of the month. Something that they can really control. They can't they can't ultimately control if they get hired. But you need to apply for five jobs every week between now and the end of the month. And I'm going to come alongside you to to support you doing this. This isn't going to be an after action report where we sit down on the 30th and I say, okay, what jobs have you applied for? And you say, well, I didn't. And now we're kicked into consequence mode and there's no real influence that you can even have on that process anymore because it's already too late. Yeah. Go for it, Dan. I was just going to say that the, so the way that that you know, ties back into what we're saying is that sometimes we just don't always have the whole picture or something. So it's just really important in our relationships to be able to say, I didn't quite get that right. Let's circle back. I'd love to talk about that again. Because this is, this is big. These are big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not easy to do this well. No. no. I feel like a lot of what we're talking about with strategies and um, is is really, on the one hand, just being careful before you give an ultimatum or a, or, or a final statement and be sure that you want to be making that kind of a statement mm-hmm. um, or that kind of a commitment. And then when you do make a commitment, just be wise about what that looks like. Um, and that's something that just, you know, depending on the situation, takes time to, to get get better and better at. Um, when you try it and it doesn't work out and you feel locked in, then being willing to say, I screwed up. Yeah. Um, let's revisit that. I, I think that that was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have made that commitment. Yeah. Um, and then going forward, you know, thinking, okay, next time before I make a commitment to something, I'm going to maybe spend a little more time and not be so hasty thinking it through on the, on the front end so that I don't put myself in that situation again, which is tricky. Yeah. That's really good. Really good to, to just have that self-examination and to say, okay, I want to be more careful with my words. And then in the event that I say something that I didn't intend or mean trying to jump into that as soon as possible and say, I didn't mean that. And I'm sorry, or that came out wrong and I'm sorry somehow or another getting back to that that thing that was said that you wish wasn't said or was said differently and making that correction but ultimately what we want to to encourage you with is that it can feel like our words as they're coming out of our mouth are being etched in stone but what we want to encourage you with is that they're really they're really just it's like we're writing them on a paper with pencil and we can make edits to what we've said and it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be able to completely clear away all evidence of what was said. There may be eraser marks on the page and, you know, you might even be able to read what used to be said there, even after you've tried to erase it, but that you can edit it and you don't have to live by everything that you've said as long as you go back and you talk it through. Yeah. Because the nature of what we're talking about in these things is like behavioral change mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen overnight. You know, and it's much easier to write 
words in concrete than to sculpt something yeah. out of concrete. Like, a, you know, if you were to sculpt a, what would a behavior change look like? Like, it would take a long time versus just writing it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking in terms of concrete. And yeah. And it's so important to remember. Tungsten. We, we <laughs> or tungsten, yeah. Oh I'm going to say that too. Nick is our ops director, so <laughs> he's always thinking in terms of metal and stone. Uh, Love it. Well, I was going to say that we always want that grace. We always yeah. want for our words to not be etched in stone, but a lot of times we make other people's words etched in stone. Mm-hmm. So it's also really important to remember that if we want, or not if, I mean, I think we do, we all want to be given that grace that we can go back and say things. And so we have to give that grace to other people Yeah, too. For sure. Don't give, don't give your kids, I don't know if they listen to this, don't give them too many ideas. Come back. <laughs> Mom, you know there is a third way yeah. here <laughs> as they're facing consequences. Yeah. Like, can we go back to that third way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's, that is, I mean, really, the more that we, the more that we do this, the more that I think it, it helps people believe that I really do want what's best for you and for this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, so there will be times where, yeah, you might, somebody might request and say, please, is, you know, can we do things a different way? Um, but if they really believe, and if you've demonstrated over, over the long term that, oh, what I want is best for you and what I want is best for this relationship. And yes, this might be hard and it might be difficult, but I really believe that this is what is best. It, it lands a little bit differently. It doesn't land as, as revenge or vendetta it lands as okay this is this is not what i would have chosen but i really believe that you're doing it for the best interest of me in this relationship not just because you're mad that's good yeah i think we'll leave it there for the episode today uh let's see scott would you mind um, closing us out yeah i hope you've enjoyed Can everything you've heard craig as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> intro and outro yeah. the rise of scott Lumpkin. i've had hope you had a good time listening to the podcast thanks for tuning in uh, we'll be back again next week uh, remember if you have any questions uh, scenarios we'll answer your questions live on the air if you have a if you have a question or you have a case study maybe you're, you don't know what to do in a situation we'd love to talk about it write those in to podcast at rocksideranch.org podcast at rocksideranch.org thanks for listening remember restoration it's hard um, it's difficult it's slow going at times but it's worth it in the end um, so keep at it have a great week you edit that out. <laughs>